The next question is to ask is when will they actually need this service? Um, I've seen a lot of times salespeople go through a whole pitch, a whole process, and at the end of it, uh, the person says, well, that's fantastic, but you know, uh, we were really think of, of doing this in Q4, but we were just wanted to do the preliminary groundwork. That certainly would have been nice to know as part of your presentation and not to just be surprised with it after you're done, okay? Hi, welcome to another episode of Bakhtari MD. As you know, this season we're going to be talking about Crash CEO School, where we're going to go over topics and skills that everybody needs to move their organization to the next level and grow their organization. So today what I want to talk about is how to grow sales. So as CEO or as a leader in an organization, that may not be your department, but clearly having people accountable to you in terms of sales is going to be part of any leadership role. So that's why I think it's really important uh, if you're in a leadership role to understand some of the basics that that are the driver of sales. So while this is going to be a generic conversation, because of course there's different businesses and industries, I think some of the tenants that we're going to be talking about could apply to a lot of different fields. All right, so let's talk about growing sales. The first thing I want to talk about is some ground rules that I think apply to almost any type of sales that in an organization, whether you're selling a product or a service. So let's talk about these three things. Before you begin a sales process or get into sales, you have to know three things. And when I say know them, you need to have an intimate understanding. So let's talk about know your products and services and know the range of products and services you have. Know the sizes you have, the quantities, the different materials it comes in, or if it's a service, uh, the different variations of that service. Nothing is worse than being confronted in a sales situation where they ask you, does this come in a different model? Can you do this hourly? And you say, I'll have to get back to you. So really, if you can get to the point where there is almost no question they can ask you about the product or service within limits that you don't readily, you know, can say off the top of uh, your tongue, then, uh, you know, that's going to be less than ideal. The next thing is know your pricing structure. It really sends the wrong message when people say, well, I might be interested in that, but can you help me understand? And now I understand you may not be, you know, in the weeds of that, but still you should have a fundamental understanding of your pricing structure. Next thing is, and this one I think a lot of people skip over, is know your competition. I would argue you need to know your competitor's website as well as you know your website. So while in number one, I said know your products and services, I think a lot can be gained from knowing your your competitors equally as well as you know yourselves meaning your company. Know their downsides, their pros and cons compared to yours. Nothing smacks more of professionalism when someone asks you about this product and says, how does it compare with that? Or however it comes up and you're able to rattle off the top three advantages of yours and sometimes some of the disadvantages compared to that. But at the end of the day, you will come off as more professional. So those are the ground rules. If, if you don't have this down, 
it's going to be challenging to get started. But when people think about how sales are done, I would say the number one driver of getting sales growth and getting sales done is this concept I call know your client. And what do I mean by know your client? I think a lot of people go in sales where they do sales, but they don't first get to know their client. And I'll tell you why this is important. First of all, if you get to know your client, you can match up your their their needs and wants with things that you have to offer so you're not randomly picking a service or product you think they would like. And if you also do that, you convey an air of confidence in the sense that they've come to the right place. So getting to know your client is important because you can understand their needs and wants, and then you can match them up to show them how your services or products can match their needs and wants. You can also uncover any potential objection before it actually arises. By getting to know them and their need, and their needs and wants, you can almost anticipate some potential objections and deal with it before they occur. So we're going to talk about the three C's of know your client. And those three C's are convey alignment, convey confidence, and convey value. So when do you start the process of getting to know your client? I would argue you should start it within 10, 15 seconds of starting their that interaction. If they're calling, if they're in front of you, the know your client phase begins right away. And I think the most common mistake people make in the know your client phase is they answer the first questions. Usually in any sales situation, somebody walks into your store, somebody calls you and immediately asks about your services. And of course, it'll be in the form of a question. But I would argue that not answering their first question, not as a sales tactic, but actually by understanding them better will get you further. Uh, For example, you wouldn't walk into a bank and say, could you please tell me what the rate for a mortgage is, right? Because they're going to ask you, well, before we do, is this for a house? Is this for a condo? Is this for a primary residence? Is this for an investment property? So people understand that real professionals often don't answer their first question, and they actually interpret that question as meaning, give me more information. So when someone calls in and says, what is your mortgage rates? They don't really expect you not knowing their credit score, not knowing how much they're putting down to give you a rate. I think that's just a way that people use, like, please explain to me how your company moves forward and gives out mortgages. Explain the process to me. So if you're not going to necessarily answer the first question, what should you do? Well, the best strategy is for you then to start asking them questions so you can better understand their position, right? So in the case of the mortgage, is this going to be your primary resident investment home? It's going to be out of state, in state, uh, you know, do you currently have a job, blah, 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 blah. So answering the first question with questions conveys that you want to understand their needs and wants, and then solve their needs and wants. Now, one little thing I would say, a lot of people are uncomfortable when they're first getting in a situation where they feel like, I think I'm being nosy, I'm asking too many questions. What people don't realize is that people love to blab and people love to tell you what their predicament is. And while it may initially seem, if you're not used to it, that asking questions, maybe nosy or whatever. It actually isn't. People understand. Just like when you go to a doctor, they're not just going to prescribe you a medication. They're going to ask you 100 questions. Where is the pain? How long have you had it? Blah, blah, blah. Again, you come off as a professional by asking questions. 
Often what happens when you ask questions, you get an answer. And people ask me, well, should I follow up with more questions? Well, this whole idea of whether you should ask follow-up questions really depends on whether you have a really clear understanding of what they need, why they need it, and how they need it. If you don't, yes, you need to ask more questions. And sort of the litmus test is if you stop asking questions, you should be prepared to tell maybe your boss or a colleague everything about this person, even if they hung up or left right away. Because if you are not to the point where you can convey that person's needs and wants to, let's say, an independent third party, if you don't, well, I don't know what, why they needed it, I don't know when they want to start, then you probably should have kept asking more questions and asking more follow-up questions. Okay, so I want to talk about the three C's, conveying alignment, conveying confidence, and conveying value. When you convey alignment, basically what you're saying is that you are understanding what their problem is, you're on their side, and you are coming up with a solution that's optimal for them. And we're going to talk about how to do that, but that's going to be the goal of conveying alignment. Conveying confidence is something we're going to do because when people are looking for a service or a product, they want to feel that they've called the right place. So in our response, we are going to convey to them that this is something we do in our sleep or this is a product that we're intimately familiar with. Um, and so you will then let them know that they may be able to get this product somewhere else or the service somewhere else, but they're not going to find it anywhere else in terms of authority and know-how. And then moving on to conveying value is similar to what I just said above, which is they have to understand that because of your expertise and know-how and your understanding of the whole industry, they may be able to get the product or service somewhere else, but they're not going to be able to get you and your organization, at least at the level that you're at. And that's going to be the goal of conveying value. And to convey value, we're talking about things like competence, re reliability, dependability, experience, knowledge, and customer service. We're going to sprinkle all of that in our interaction so they understand that it's not just apples to apples. They're just buying a widget. They're buying much more than that. And therefore, you're getting value um, as opposed to just selling a product or service. Okay, so we basically have talked about the concept of the get to know your client, but how do you actually do it? Like step by step in a granular way. So let's talk about this. So the first thing you need to do when you're in this situation is, if you're trying to get to know the client, is introduce yourself first. I like to think this always better for you to introduce yourself if the if the situation allows. So as soon as the person walks in or as soon as the person calls, introduce yourself and your position and where you are in the organization. So you're going to tell them your name, your role, and that you're part of this company. After that, of course, the next question is to ask for their name. Now, if they're part of a business or if they're calling you from another business, so it's B2B, of course, it would be important to ask for their role uh, and ask for the name of their company, what industry they're in, if, if it's a B2B, if it's a B2C, similar stuff. Like if it's an individual, of course, you know, to get their name at least. Okay, so next thing I want to talk about is why are they there? So if somebody walks into your your office, your service, obviously you want to start off with, you know, even if they ask about a service, ask why. You know, why do you need this? You know, somebody comes and says, well, I need 
uh, you know, someone to work on my roof. I need to buy a new water heater. It's not unreasonable to ask why. May I ask you, why do you need a new water heater? Why do you need to some for someone to work on the roof? I think a lot of people skip this phase and go right into giving pricing and telling them all about their service and what a great company they are. But stopping to ask why is really important. And similar to why is what are you hoping to accomplish by getting this service or product, if that applies? So you need to understand what what are the what's the ultimate goal by getting a bunch of two-by-twos. What what are they trying to accomplish? And, and whether it's a complex service or a simple product, often asking what are you trying to accomplish really conveys um, that you're aligned with them, but also may give you information that allows you to more match up what you have to their needs and wants. The next question is, why do they need this service now or product now? I think a lot of people skip over that. You know, somebody comes as well. I need a new camera, or I need a new this again. Maybe not with a simple retail product, but certainly with complex services. If you're switching your CPA firms, if you're switching your SEO company, why now? Often, if you ask why now, you will find out what happened that brought him to that point. Most people don't wake up one morning and say, I need a new CPA, I need a new uh, you know, SEO company. Understanding the why often helps you, again, match up what you you know, what what, are, what you have versus what their needs and wants are. Obviously, if they had a certain experience that was negative, you obviously want to focus on how that experience will be gone if they're dealing with you, hopefully. The next thing is often is to ask, who is this product or service for? If, if it's a business calling and someone's asking for a certain product or service, you know, who are we talking about? Who needs this? Is it you? Is it someone else? And again, gives you clarity on how you can address their needs and wants by your products and services. This is a tough one. One of the interesting things I've discovered is if you take a moment at this stage and just say, I understand you're looking for a new, you're looking for a company to provide blah, blah, blah. But let me ask you a question. Who are you currently using? And a follow-up to that, who are you currently using and what is it that you're not getting that you're obviously here asking about us? This is, a, this is one of those where often I get some resistance because they're like, well, that's really being nosy, but actually not. Most people who've had a bad experience or things aren't going well, they didn't get transparent billing from the last company, they want to tell you. And if, if you give them a crack to tell you about why they're thinking about switching. That alone, first of all, it conveys that you're a professional, you want to really understand why, and not just, oh, I'm so glad you're here, let's you know, give us your business. But why are you giving us your business? What happened? Help, help us understand what happened before. The next a little bit touchy subject is ask them, you know, who, who else are you reaching out for this product or service. Again, this is what people think, oh, no, we can't ask who else are they talking to. But again, if you're a professional, it actually makes sense to say, well, I understand you're thinking about uh, coming to us and having us be your CPA firm, but would you mind me asking, is there anyone else you're looking at so I can better understand where you are in the process? And also, I might be able to give you uh, some information about the whole industry, our competition, as well as us. So it's a win-win 
if you can ask it. And again, this is one of those questions where I think people are like, oh, I don't want to ask that question. Who else are they looking at? Next question to ask is, how do they hear about you? Again, people skip over this, but this is so crucial because obviously if they heard about you through a certain marketing campaign that you're doing, you certainly want to give your marketing people that feedback. Hey, that thing is really working. But also if they got referred from a current client or a former client, you know, that's valuable information because already if they got referred to you from someone that's already worked with you and you know them and they know them, you know, human beings being who they are, that sort of familiarity connection is really important. So if somebody comes in and says, yes, I was referred to by one of your clients, his name is Susie or Bob or Bill, say, oh, well, we know Susie, Bob, and Bill. We've worked with them for many years. That's great that they told you about us. That connection is really important. And I find a lot of people just skip right over that. They don't ask, how did you hear about us? The next question is to ask is, when will they actually need this service? Um, I've seen a lot of times salespeople go through a whole pitch, a whole process, and at the end of it, uh, the person says, well, that's fantastic, but you know, uh, we were really think of, of doing this in Q4, but we were just wanted to do the preliminary groundwork. That certainly would have been nice to know as part of your presentation and not to just be surprised with it after you're done, okay? And the next point is similar to that. And again, I think this one a lot of people have a little trouble with is but to ask, is, is there anything stopping you from moving forward today with our service or our product? I think asking that question up front often really brings to the surface a lot of issues that if you don't find out at this point, you're going to find out afterwards when you're done with your spiel. And it is much better to raise these elephants in the room prior to you doing your sales spiel uh, because at that point, it's something you can navigate and negotiate in your presentation, if that makes sense. So as you can see from all the questions I've mentioned above, I think there is uh, there is a lot of questions. And for people who are not used to this, they kind of view all these questions as being nosy. And, you know, I, I don't know if I should be asking these, but what most people actually internalize someone who asks all these questions is that they're a real professional, that they really are aligned, that they really want to help them, and they've come to the right place. Obviously, there's more to sales than just this portion of Know Your Client, but I did want to bring this up on this episode because it is such a key part of the sales process. This is not the whole sales process. It is just a small portion of it, but it's a very integral part that if you skip the know your client phase, your ability to actually make the sale is down to the lowest level of people who would buy no matter what. People want to buy from people who understand their needs and wants are professional and can show them how they can match their needs and wants with their services or products. Okay, so if you like this episode, please like, subscribe, and comment below. It really helps, and it helps us bring you more content like this. Uh, if you have any specific questions or challenges you faced in the past, please leave them in the comment section below. And as usual, thank you so much, and see you on the next video. Take care. Bye-bye.